Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What is going on, you guys? It is January 13th. And we are at 11.10 on the East Coast. Raise your hand if you forgot it was a three-hour show tonight. I sure did. Oh, boy. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go. Battle of the Belts 9, baby. I will say this much. Battle of the Belts 9 was better than 1 through 8. Uh, By a long shot, Iridian, by a long shot. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing so well, and I absolutely agree with you. I think this was the best one out of all of them. I was also very confused. I thought it was just going to be Battle of the Belts and no collision, and I was wrong. So <laughs> we got a two for one. <laughs> I, I, I definitely think, I definitely think, and I don't know why my caption here has every place that I work at that's listed up there. I, I don't know why that's there, but uh, I don't know how to fix it either, so I'm not even going to worry about it right now. But um, I don't even remember what I was what I was gonna say. What was the last thing you just said? It was, uh, it was a good show. Three hours. Three hours. Yes. Ago. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was gonna say. They definitely could have made like the second hour. Just do just made that battle of the belts. Like mm-hmm. I think I think this show, this three hour. I thought the three hours was good tonight. But if you have just had done like, it was two women's matches, Hangman Page and JD Drake, mm-hmm. uh, and then battle of the belts, this would have been a rock solid rock solid uh collision tonight but i look there was some great uh wrestling down the board tonight uh and we'll we'll dive into all of it and we'll get into all your comments as well make sure to send in your super chats make sure to send in your humper chats uh if you are looking for some uh hard to kill tna hard to kill uh conversation tonight uh joel pearl and cresta who's usually with us but uh, she's She's turning her back on us tonight to talk about some TNA wrestling. They had a big show tonight. They had a lot of surprise people. I'm not going to spoil anything if you didn't know. All right. But they had a lot of surprise people, some former WWE people uh, show up on that show tonight. Also, by the way, like they did the Battle of the Valley. I think it's worth mentioning Battle of the Valley for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, don't call me jungle boy jack perry showed up on that show tonight and tore up an AEW contract uh, and then like had an armband that said scapegoat on it. Uh, so that's going to be something to monitor. I'm pretty sure that's storyline, but still, that's going to be something to monitor. Nice to see him back, uh, for the first time since, uh, the incident with, uh, with CM Punk at all in and, and everything like that. So, uh, he pops back up. That's going to be something to watch. Uh, get your super chats in, get your humper chats in. We will talk about all of, uh, the show tonight, but first things first, 
Got to start here with a humper chat from uh, Tommy uh, Versetti. Appreciate it. Uh, as a Mercedes fan, talking about Mercedes Monet, I am worried she looks bad right now. Seems like WWE didn't think she was worth it. Uh, and now she is stuck with AEW or nothing. I doubt she ever intended on being an AEW on a multi-year deal, and no way AEW uh, offers a woman more money than WWE does. Um, so there's a lot to unpack there, uh, Iridian, but I, I will say this much. I respect Mer uh, mercedes Monet so much because she has a number in mind, she knows what she believes that she is worth. And honestly, that may be two completely different figures considering what she went through in WWE. And this is just me spitballing. And this is just me speculating. I know nothing. Okay. I know nothing about what is going on or what's going through her mind, but considering everything that went down with her exit from WWE and considering how much money Charlotte reportedly got, and how much money, depending on what Bailey got and what Becky Lynch is probably going to get, she wants to be paid in that ballpark or she wants to be paid more. She believes she's worth something. And maybe in WWE, that number is much higher for her to go back than what she'd be willing to accept to work for AEW. I don't know, but that's just something that makes sense to me. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I agree with you. And if she's got a number in mind, I think she's absolutely justified. And if WWE wants her, they should pay every single cent that she wants. Right. Um, they signed Jade to a huge deal, you know? So like you said, what they're paying Charlotte, what they're paying Becky and Bailey and, and Bianca, some of their top stars on the roster, they have to match that for Sasha Banks or even more because they put yeah. her through so, so much. I don't think that WWE is out of the picture. Um, I know that there's rumors that, you know, she's done and it's all about AEW now, but I say never say never with that. Um, there is a huge possibility. I think that she can still show up in WWE. Yeah. So, and again, I know Sean uh, has been on the, you know, all over the Mercedes news, five full select, just $5. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to that. I know he has been all over this. And um, Andrew Zarian is another one uh, who has been saying, look, this is, it's basically on the one inch line, right? Like everybody assumes that she's going to AEW, but until she puts pen to paper until she crosses the goal line. She could show up, right? And tonight at, th this is the only spoiler I'll give you, tonight, hard to kill, you had Mercedes and Bailey who were both watching Trinity's match. Trinity's reportedly on her way back to WWE. That was a Fightful Select report, by the way. Uh, so she may show back up at the Royal Rumble in uh, in a couple of weeks here. Who knows? Again, until the the signature goes down, maybe she sits down. Maybe she talks to Bailey. Maybe she talks to Trinity. Maybe they both, uh, you know, uh, sit down with the, with Mercedes at a bar tonight after the show, and they start talking. They're like, "Hey, get your shit together. Come sign with WWE. What the hell are you doing? Like, let's let's go kill this thing." Hunter's got some good ideas. I don't know. I don't know. But until she shows up someplace, it's not a done deal. So yeah, I agree with you. I think WWE still in play, and, and maybe Mercedes is just like, "Hey, I I'll do this." I. Don't F with me. I will go to AEW. I will go there. Don't give me what I want or I'm gone. And that's a great, and that's a beautiful thing about where we are today, Iridian. Mm -hmm. There's competition. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. 
you're in radio. I'm in radio. We both know what it's like to work for markets that, you know, not exactly a lot of competition out there, which is a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing. So, you know, uh, it's nice to have options. And I love the fact that uh, there are so many people out there, you know, people like uh, Dana Brooke and Nick Namath and, and people like that who have been able to now find new homes and, and work for themselves and find a place in their world in the professional wrestling game. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Let's dive into collision, shall we? We start with the Cope Open or the Copenhagen Open or whatever the hell we're going to call this dang thing. It is answered by Lee Moriarty. Uh, Lee selling his injuries from Ring of Honor this week, and that was uh, ultimately going to be what cost him. Uh, get yourself a hype man like Shane Taylor, though. Uh, Shane, Ta I, I, I love what they did here. They gave Lee a great video package to open up, kind of introduced people to a little bit more of his work that may not be as familiar but this is still an AEW audience. They're a smarter audience. They're your hardcore wrestling fans. They know who Lee is. They know what he can do. Uh, this was a pretty good showing for him. Uh, Shane Taylor tries to get involved. He ends up getting speared through the floor because Adam got tired of his shit real dang quick. Uh, that was a he took that spear very, very well. Uh, Copeland ends up getting Lee down with a couple of really stiff forearms to the back of the head. He locks in Grindhouse. I like that name. His new Grindhouse uh, submission finisher, Adam Copeland, gets the win. So this is the second week in a row here, Iridian, where Adam has this open challenge, and we get somebody who's kind of on the, and no disrespect when I say this, but somebody who's kind of on the lower tier of the AEW roster right now, at least as far as where they are getting booked and where they are on the card. Um, again, I like this. It's another good opportunity for somebody to get in there up-and-comer who mix it up with somebody like Adam Copeland. And I thought Lee Moriarty did good tonight. Yeah, and, you know, we kind of talked about this last week that we really wanted this um, Adam challenge, whatever he's doing weekly, to kind of feature the younger talent and to help him enhance that younger talent. And that's what it seems to be that we're going to be getting every week. I think having this match be the opening match, especially when you're going up against the show, now a pay-per-view for TNA, you know, that's, that's a big show. So I think that this was a smart match to open with because Lee Moriarty is so talented. That guy hit the sky's the limit with him, honestly. And Shane Taylor being ringside, <laughs> hyping him up was hilarious. I, I agree with you that everyone needs a hype man like Shane because 10 out of 10, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I will say this. While it's while these are great, right? That the young talent gets to go in there with 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 Adam. Mm -hmm. um, these kind of wins don't do anything for Adam on the uh, really on the flip side because he should be beating these people. And if the whole story here is, hey, Adam needs to rack up a bunch of wins and and you know knock out all the top competitors in AEW so he can get a shot at you know, Christian cage, unless it's literally, Hey, I'll start all the way at the bottom and I'll work my way up. So I'd like to see some progression here. Maybe some bounce around with some of the more top talent. Give me some of these Adam Copeland dream matches, have them go up against the Keith Lee's of the world, have them go up against the Miro's of the world, right? Give me some big marquee matches throughout this as well. Hopefully they build to that. Cause if he's going to work his way back to Christian, he he's got to beat some people with some, with some clout in, in AEW as well. Yeah, I see that. Um, I do like that he called out, you know, Christian at the end of the match after he mm -hmm. won, which he did not ease up on Lee Moriarty. I thought I was watching the UFC towards the end of that match. He was just pounding into Lee. And I was like, oh, yep. 
my God, it was kind of scary because <laughs> I'm not used to seeing Adam Copeland fight like that. So I thought that was uh, just a nice change. But he did say, you know, I didn't forget about you. So we have to see what happens because, you know, I didn't think about that, that, you know, these matches really don't benefit Adam Copeland at the end of the day. Like he is. I mean, he's always going to be Edge, right? He's always going to be Adam Copeland. So right. he is that big name. And by him winning these matches, you're just like, all right, cool. I expected you to win these matches. So now what? Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting going right. forward. Who else he fights? Right. Because, like, if the if the whole. Like, if the whole idea behind this was to lift up the the up and coming talent and to have them have their, like, John Cena versus Kurt Angle type moment. Right. Um, that would be great. But this is about Adam working his way back to Christian and his scrawny ass, as he uh, as he so eloquently said on the microphone tonight. So, yeah, he's he all this is doing for him right now is he's putting everything on the line because he gains nothing by beating a Lee Moriarty or a, a Griff Garrison. But if he loses. Yeah. Yeah, that don't look good. That don't look good. <laughs> Uh, we had the Ring of Honor's trios titles on the line tonight. It was the uh, Righteous Archer, whatever the heck they're calling themselves, against the Mogul Embassy. I really thought that like Lance Archer and the Righteous had a chance to win this. Like genuinely tonight, going into this, I'm like, uh, Brian Cage is working hurt, right? And like, how many times do they have an opportunity to to belt Lance Archer? Other than that one time he beat John Moxley for 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 New Japan's belt. How many times could they pass up belting this man? They did it again. They did it again tonight. Uh, Mogul Embassy uh, retain. And I understand it because they challenged the Bang Bang Gang after this. Uh, so, you know, that's a matchup that we're going to get on Wednesday. But there was a lot to like in this. One, I was impressed by Brian Cage tonight because he's working with a torn Latimus Dorsey. I don't know if you know what that is, but that's like, the for those of you who don't know, that's like the muscle like right here, like on the your lower back area that attaches to your shoulders and everything like that. So, um, yeah, him picking up Lance Archer and giving him a pitch perfect German suplex is all the more impressive. And then he gave him a Death Valley driver after that, Iridian. So major props to Brian Cage for his performance tonight. Yeah, major props to uh to them i was very confused because halfway through the match they're like oh my god this is for the titles and i was like it's for the titles why would <laughs> you not have this at battle of the belts you literally have a show that's all belts and yeah. why would you put this belt match in here it just didn't make sense to me um, well here, here's my thing here's my thing why was this match not on ring of honor because it's for the ring also, of honor trios title <laughs> Also a great question. We're asking valid questions here. Um, <laughs> and you know what? Uh, Jake something getting involved. Uh, well, I guess before uh, Jake something. Jake the snake. <laughs> I'm confusing shows now. Let's talk about Lance Archer because I, I do like that you mentioned that we have yet to belt this man. Lance Archer is so huge. Like that man is a giant. And the fact that his name is the Murderhawk Monster but he hasn't really he don't murder people significantly right so i'm confused why are you going to keep this man away from greatness like that's what i want to know <laughs> yeah uh i feel like there's a lot more that they could be they could be doing with him i'd like to see him 
heck, I'd like to see him win a match. Let's let, let's start there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Jake Roberts does get involved in this because Prince Nana got involved, right, to, to help out his team. And then Jake knocks his lights out and the crowd loses their minds because Jake Roberts getting physical. So yeah, that, that's all great. What I didn't understand is Lance getting pissed about Jake getting involved in that. That was confusing, right? I was like, wait, are we on the same team here? What I thought they came out together. Like I was a little confused. And and this has happened before. And it's like this reoccurring theme where it's like Lance wants to do stuff on his own, yeah. but then Jake gets involved to try and help him. And every single time he's just like, bro, stop it. It's like, why are these two together? <laughs> what? Like these two have been together for years, years. And, no and nothing has been accomplished. No. <laughs> They are in the exact same spot, exact same spot. Like, remember when Jake first showed up and he, the first person he confronted was Cody Rhodes. And he had a snake, an actual snake. Where yes. is now? Not he showed there. up and he's talking about, I'm not here to take over the world or take over this guy. I just want your share. Cody don't even have a share anymore. Cody's main event at WrestleMania. Jake is still like, Trying to get Lance Archer a win. And you know what's crazy? Once Jake got involved, the crowd started chanting, you still got this. When I'm like, okay, guys, we need to reevaluate as wrestling fans what, <laughs> what you still got this is justified when we actually can chant it. Because all he did was punch the man, right? He didn't do yeah, a He punched him. He punched Prince Nana. Like, come on now. We need to reevaluate the it's level. Not like he knocked out Brian K. He punched Prince Nana. Okay, like <laughs> there are levels. I'm just saying there are levels, guys. We need to think about when we chant. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh. So that was a little confusing. That ultimately helped uh, lead to uh, Mogul Embassy retaining here. I thought Khan looked really good in this match. I thought Dutch looked incredibly good in this match. Like, and we'll talk about this. There, there are multiple points in the night where it was like big boy appreciation night. Like Dutch going flying through the air. You know, like a big brick, pun intended, flying Dutch oven. Like, yes, that, that guy can go. I'm glad that you guy can go here. I'm still, I'm still calling them flower power. I, that's, that's what they're going to be for me. They're chilling. They got flowers in their gear. That's what it's, they're going to be for me. So Khan ends up getting the win. Did he pin Dutch? No, he didn't pin Dunn. I, I had the wrong name in my notes. He didn't pin Dunn. He pinned, pinned Vince after he hit the uh, his version of the pedigree. Dutch was taken out when he ate a big chunk of the barricade, and then Brian Cage just had Lance Archer pinned against the ring apron, so Lance is like, no, don't don't beat him. And then, yeah, and then Vince, Vince ends up getting beat. Uh, after this matchup, Iridian, we get Roddy Strong backstage with uh, the rest of uh, his boys wishing Preston Vance a lot of luck against Orange Cassidy tonight. Uh, and at first I was a little bit confused by this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. That's right. Adam Cole did issue the decree that Roddy was going after the international championship. And now all of a sudden that made a ton of sense. Uh, Vance says that Roddy can get his ass beat after he is done with Orange Cassidy. Uh, make sure to get your super chats in. Get your comments in, guys. We will read uh, every single one of them. Uh, throughout the entirety of the show before we uh, we wrap up here tonight. So get in on, on the conversation. What did you think of this show tonight? Let us know. Uh, we had the natural Dustin Rhodes against Willie Mack. This is a match that I liked a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, at 54 years old, Dustin Rhodes can still cook in the ring. 
Uh, a little uh, a little uh, homage, though, from Willie Mack. I like this a lot. He gives the nice little uh, the gold dust. What do you want to call this? The uh, His little gesture. Yes. Yeah, we'll get the... Let me let me let me love myself gesture before he did a standing freaking moonsault. Again, big boys can work tonight. Big boy appreciation night in this first hour. Willie Mack, uh, right up there with Dutch. He does a standing moonsault. Um, dude, guys were laying in their chops tonight. Willie Mack going flying. He misses a frog splash. Uh, and then he absolutely ate a destroyer. He kicks out of the power slam. He did not kick out of the crossroads final reckoning combo. Another really nice showing for Dustin tonight. He gets a win and that was important because later on he'd go face to face with Christian. We'll get to that in a minute here, but what'd you think of this one already? I really liked this match. I was surprised because I like Dustin Rhodes and I like Willie Mag, but am I like going out of my way to like find their matches? No. So I'm like, oh, okay, this was really good. I do love Willie's entrance. I think that the purple little glowing like disco gems on the trons, I think that's awesome. Dustin has a beautiful Canadian destroyer. Beautiful. Canadian yeah. And yeah. I love that on comp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. And Terry, they were talking about like, when Dustin first started wrestling, there were no Canadian destroyers. I know. So he had to adapt in his years of wrestling. And that only adds to, to the talent that he is, right? That he's having to learn these new moves, especially at his age. So I just thought that was a nice little uh, thing that they did on commentary. But yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Just a reminder, guys, if you were looking for uh, hard to kill coverage, uh, Joel Pearl and Cresta uh, should be live now uh, right here on the Fightful main channel as well. So it's uh, it's our own little battle here tonight. We got all of your AEW uh, coverage as well. Samoa Joe versus Hook officially set for Wednesday. Uh, already in this. Uh, this is a match that got a, a lot of headlines this week for the wrong reason. But hey, it got a lot of headlines. Which is exactly why Tony Khan sent out those tweets was to get more people talking about Samoa Joe versus Hook. Yeah. I, look, I'm still on board with this. I think that was my biggest question mark for what happened this week is 
He's talking about all these people who are ripping on Hook versus Samoa Joe. I don't remember seeing a whole lot of criticism for that. In fact, I know on this channel, we were very complimentary of this match being set up. And you know what? We did think that we're like, oh, my God, crazy. He's going straight to the top. But that's so like Hook, right? We we didn't downplay the match at all. And I also didn't see much hate on Twitter or, or X. But when Tony started sending out the tweets, I was like, Wait, what? What's happening right now? Because I didn't see any hate. Like, I'm saying, like, what did I miss? Like, and it's at USA Network. The, the <laughs> <laughs> Some intern for USA that's been tweeting out stuff. They're actually that 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 Twitter account's actually pretty funny. But <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know where it was coming from. But hey, it, it got a lot of got a lot of eyes. It got a lot of attention, which is exactly why he did it. Look, Hook is not winning this match. I would be stunned. I mean, genuinely, mouth on the floor, stunned. But I think this is going to be a really nice bench test for him. Yeah. Um, we talked last week about how he hasn't really had, like, some marquee wins yet. He's had a lot of wins, but he hasn't really had those marquee. I would arguably, like, his biggest win came against Ricky Starks before Ricky Starks was, like, at the Ricky Starks level that he's at right now. So uh, I, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that one. We did get Christian Cage and Dustin Rhodes backstage. Um, man, this was uh, this was a heated exchange. You had to know it was coming already. <laughs> Please. I didn't, okay? And, <laughs> and that's what made it a thousand times worse. You knew Christian was going to go after Dusty. I didn't. I didn't. You knew it was coming. He said, it, I, I forget exactly what it was that he said, but it's like, it was, it was a good win tonight, but it's like, it would only be better if your dad was here to see it or something like that. And I'm just like, damn, I like, you knew it was coming, but it was still totally savage. And then he drops the line is like, look, we all know your dad is a legend in this business, but I don't think anybody's ever used that word to describe you. That's Ice freaking cold. And then Dustin gets right up in his face and says, I am going to tap dance on your ass. This was really good. And I love the fact that Dustin also brought up the fact that again, not to make Dustin sound old, right? Cause we're already talking about how he's been wrestling before Canadian destroyers were around, but AEW has been around for five years now. And he's sitting there like, I have been going after this championship since day one and I ain't got it yet. You got it. I want it. I love the fact that he brought it up. Christian made it personal and very, very quickly. This is a match on Wednesday that I really want to see. Yeah, this one's going to be interesting. And I'll tell you, I didn't know he was going to go after Dusty. It, it came out of left field for me. So when <laughs> I tell you the way that I gasped and then I, I, I forgot, I forgot. Okay. And then when he was like, oh, the only way it could have been better if, is if Dusty was watching. I was like, oh my God. I said, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> Dad, he's not there you forgot, I, who, you forgot who you you were watching for a second i i really did and i was like oh, christian i can't let him keep doing this like every <laughs> week he comes out here and he's so disrespectful <laughs> but man yeah this one is going to be a good one and the amount of years that you know Dustin is a veteran. I think he said 35, if I'm not wrong. He said 35 years, which is insane to have a 35 years of, of anything. So the fact that he's been wrestling that long, amazing. And yeah, this one's going to be a good one, especially because you don't know, you know, Nick Wayne could be ringside. Nick's mom could be ringside. Luchasaurus 
kill switch, whatever his name is right now, could also interfere. He was all up in that mic tonight. I'll tell oh, you. Oh yeah, this. yeah. I I love how, like he gets up there and like he does his little ah, and Dustin's just like get the f out of my face. Like I I no like I I you ain't even a concern for me on this one. Yeah, you mentioned he's been wrestling thirty five years. Uh, that's literally my entire life. Like, <laughs> literally my entire life. This man has been this man's been wrestling. Oh, his career is as old as I am. That's that's great. Hangman Adam Page finally making his collision debut against JD Drake. You want to talk about a matchup that I had absolutely no expectations for whatsoever. Again, big boy appreciation hour of power here. We yeah. go from Dutch to Willie Mac to JD Drake. This guy has been getting more and more opportunities. It wasn't that long ago, Rudy, and then people were chanting, who are you guys, when they were on collision. And now J.D. Drake is going one-on-one -on -one with Hangman Adam Page, and this could have been a very easy squash match for Adam, given the, the, the pedigree that he has and the history that he has in AEW, the matches that he's put on. J.D. Drake had more than held his own Absolutely. in this matchup tonight, for sure. Uh, Adam was really impressive as well. The fact that he was able to get the big boy up for the, uh, Death Valley driver showed a lot of, uh, you know, um, a lot for his power game there. Uh, the numbers game did allow JD to set up for uh, a big moonsault. He's got a pretty moonsault, but thankfully for Adam, he moved out of the way of that one. And then I really like the finish to this because we, we show off hangman's power game. Then we show off his agility. He hits Henry with a moonsault on the outside runs up was able to hit the uh, the buckshot lariat for the one, two, three. But we knew Adam Page was going to win this. This was more about what does J.D. Drake have. And this is one of the things that I love about AEW is there are so many guys on this roster who continue to break the mold of you don't have to look like Brian Cage to be an ass kicker. You don't have to look like Ray Fenix to be a, a high flyer. You can look like Eddie Kingston and you can whoop somebody's ass. You can look like J.D. Drake, and you can still fly. And between Dutch, Willie Mack, and then uh, um, J.D. tonight, all, all the big boys, just all the love to the beef that showed out tonight. Yeah, and something else that I love about AEW, specifically like when, in these situations, right, is sometimes it doesn't matter who wins or loses because they both get showcased phenomenally. And yeah. I think that's what happened here tonight. Uh, I'm glad that they kept Anthony Henry ringside because, you know, to remind people they are a tag team. So keeping them together, man, the fact that that moonsault was so pretty, <laughs> I agree with you. And I'm like, man, if he would have hit it, oh, it just would have been so perfect. But we knew that Hangman was winning this, right? He's in his hometown. So that buckshot, I was like, that's it. That's the end. And and yeah. it was. I, I don't have a lot of notes for this because I thought I was just enjoying the match. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple the the couple of matches there toward the end tonight. I'm like, oh, I forgot to write down notes because I'm just sitting there and I'm just in, enjoying everything. And one of those matches, honestly, uh, was Deanna Perrazzo versus uh Red Velvet. By the way, that's Deanna Perrazzo. Oh my Deanna god. Perrazzo. Commentary miss saying that three to four times I had me on the floor. Tony storm got in Tony Shivani's head. <laughs> she did. She did. Like, Tony was just flat. And I knew you knew that wasn't a bit. You knew Tony wanted to say it right on commentary. He just freaking couldn't. 
uh, which was kind of distracting for the match, honestly, because I stopped paying. I'm like, Tony, say it right. Say the woman's name right. But regardless, this was uh, Matt, this was the match I was looking forward to tonight. Uh, Deanna's big debut in the ring in AEW versus Red Velvet, who can more than handle her own. This is one of those ones that I didn't have a lot of notes because I just sat back and I enjoyed it. Deanna is so smooth. I will say this much with the submission uh, applications and the switching from one another, uh, going from the Fujiwara armbar right into the uh, Venus de Milo. Um, I Red Velvet looked great in this match. Deanna looked really, really good in this match. Um, yeah, uh, no, no, ten out of ten. No notes. I I enjoyed this. Man, I feel like Deanna is going to be one of my new favorite additions to the roster because. Oh, for sure. She's got submissions on deck and I love submissions like submissions as finishers, I think are so great. And she is just so quick with it. And I think red velvet was a great first opponent for her. Red velvet is so talented. She's so quick. And I think this match really, really worked out. I wish it was longer. It did get a good amount of time, but I really yeah. wish it was longer. And we could have thrown the other women's match in there, you know, but right around the clock, it was eight 20 and we knew we were getting our women's match. So I mean, some habits are hard to break, I guess. Yes. Hey, we got two tonight. All it took was an extra hour of programming. <laughs> <than> we did. <laughs> but you mentioned like uh, the submission machine that Deanna Perrazzo is. It just makes me salivate at the thought of her and Serena Deeb. Oh, my God. Getting in the ring together. We did get another Serena promo. She's coming out. She's saying, hey, look, I want some gold. I want to go win this, you know, whatever championship that she can get her hands on. Uh, whether that is Tony Storm, again, I think the dynamic between Serena and Tony, all serious versus all that bullshit. Like, I think that would be absolutely fun to to watch. But at the same time, like, give me Deanna and like, imagine where the TBS title division would be with Deanna coming after um, Julia. Julia, which we'll get to her match later, and then also Serena coming in, and you just have these two technical geniuses in the ring going after julia who's getting better but compared to like those two is still a little bit of green so like yeah there's there's some there's a lot to like there's so much potential here and if mercedes does come in it's like okay no excuses anymore like none I'm telling you, this roster, I think 2024 is going to be the year for the AEW women's roster. You got Britt Baker coming back. You got Thunder Rosa. You have Deanna. Maybe the addition of Mercedes. You have Serena yeah. coming back. There's just so many names. And, you know, Anna Jay is also getting her push now. So the sky's the limit for this division, honestly. And there's one name. There's one name that I'm hoping that's come back soon as well that has just kind of like floated off into we kind of forgot about you for a second but when jamie hater comes back oh holy it's so balls oh my god let's go let's freaking go i did like uh hook just showing up to the arena tonight by the way like i got some old joe i got some old joe on wednesday i need to get some reps in right like yeah you know, it's like this is my championship game let me go out and get a little bit of practice he asked tony khan for a match tony khan gives him kevin matthews uh this this match was nothing to write home about it was a it, it was kind of a an appetizer for what we might get now kevin matthews is not the size of samoa joe like not even he's about he's about halfway to samoa joe but he was still a lot bigger than hook was Okay. And Hook is able to get this big boy up. 
no problem. Like he is, and commentary brought it up. Hook, the most impressive thing about him for as, you know, little experience as he has, he is so technically sound in those suplexes that he throws that he's able to get anybody up. It's going to be interesting to see if he can do that with Samoa Joe, but he hit three suplexes on Kevin Matthews. One of them was on the outside on the ramp that looked like it hurt a lot. Uh, and then he locks in red rum. So, uh, and, and gets the win here. So not much of a warm up match, but at least it, it shows kind of what the story is going to be a little bit uh, is, is hook using his quickness, his agility. And again, that, that tech, perfect technique to see if he can get Joe up on his back. That's going to be the most interesting thing to me. I'm glad that you wrote that other man's name down because I said <laughs> in, in my notes, I wrote hook versus who is this man? That's what I had. So I'm so sorry that I don't know who that man is. Um, I have yet to see matches of his, but I guess I'll have to start seeing them. Um, I, would, I'm, I, I'm actually mad about myself because I've run out of jobber names. Like, <laughs> So I got to come up with some more. You got time. You have. Time. Um, yeah, that man was twice as big as Hook. And he, I like, I still knew that he wasn't winning. I said, I don't know what Hook is doing, but he's clearly going to get the win on this. And the fact that it was like less than two minutes long made me think like, all right, we could have given two more minutes to the women. Like, we, <laughs> we, didn't, need, we didn't need this, honestly. Yeah. I get it for storyline purposes, but like, we didn't need this in between match. We we were still going to see Hook and Samoa Joe. So, yeah, it, it was almost like it was like a a cool down spot. Like you just had the the women's match that went out of there and did really well, and then you were going to have FTRDC versus you know House of Black, and that match was got a lot of time and was absolutely off the chain. They got thirty minutes. That's yeah. when it started. Yeah, for sure. Uh, make sure to get your super chats in, guys. Get your humper chats in. Those are the ways to guarantee that you get your comments read on the air. We really do appreciate everybody joining us here tonight. There's so much competition between NFL playoffs and the other wrestling that's going on and our, our own uh, hard-to-kill post-show with Cresta and Joel that's going on right now. Uh, so everybody who uh, who is here with us tonight, uh, give us a thumbs up on the video. Interact in the chat. Send us a super chat. Send us a humper chat. While you're at it, subscribe to Fightful Select. Uh, do it all. We really appreciate the uh, the support. Uh, by the way, I hope you guys are uh, hope you guys are enjoying the uh, NFL playoffs. Hope you guys uh, maybe laid a couple of bets down, maybe won some money tonight. And if you uh, you haven't gotten in on that game, there's still four NFL playoff games. Our friends over at Bet Online uh, have have all the deals. BetOnline.ag is the official betting partner of Fightful. One hundred percent of the time, when you get the odds from Fightful, they are coming from BetOnline.ag. And it's not just wrestling. It's not just MMA and boxing. It's football. It's basketball, baseball, hockey. They have the earliest lines. You can bet big with the high limits and rebet functionality. They have the fastest payouts with winnings paid in minutes and the industry's best bonuses on every qualifying deposit. They've been trusted for 25 plus years. It's not some fly-by-night company. BetOnline AG has been there. They've done that. In addition, they're trusted by millions. They've got VIP rewards programs and a ton of popular games. BetOnline.ag. That's where I go to make my bets. That's where I suggest you go to, my friends. Please just bet what you can and bet responsibly. 
Yeah, that's a big thing. Please bet responsibly. And please, I do not want to see any Patriots fans in the chat complaining about missing out on the playoffs. Y'all won six Super Bowls with Belichick and Brady. You're good for the rest of my life as far as I'm concerned. I love you, Dylan. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you checking in on the show. All right, let's talk about our collision main event here uh iridian ftr dc or dc ftr i can't i think dc ftr sounds a lot better uh versus uh house of black this one was just a ton of fun uh this is another one of those where i didn't write down a ton of notes because i'm just enjoying what the hell i'm watching i loved the gamesmanship early in this one where where malachi goes for the spinning heel kick and you had danny garcia who ducks it and then he sits down with the legs crossed and he's just kind of looking at him and give him the old little almost like the smolder Kind of, if you know what that is, he kind of gave him the smolder there, look there. And then for a half second, for a half second, thought maybe Malachi was going to give him a little, the little, the little hip shake. But honestly, that would be like the Undertaker giving the spinner Rooney. Like I actually appreciated Malachi not doing it and just flipped him the bird instead. I thought that was so much better. Um, then all hell breaks loose, and before you know it, we get DC FTR with the sit down, stare down in the middle of the ring. It was you could tell it was it, this this matchup was personal early on, but the performers had some fun with it as well. I I liked the the opening of this heading into the first commercial break. Yeah, I I thought this was really a really good main event. I was confused when this match got announced because I'm like, wait, didn't we see this last week? Like, it's literally just the addition of Brody and Daniel Garcia. So I was like, oh, I mean, I guess. Sure, why not? But Danny Garcia sitting in that ring with his legs crossed, very bold move. Because, (laughs) you know, Malachi does not play. And I, for a split second, I'm with you. I really thought Malachi was going to do the dance. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's no way. Like, there's no no way. So I respect that he didn't do it. I completely understand why. It would have thrown his whole character off if he did the little move. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie though. I'm I'm really want to know if his hips can pop like Danny's can. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie. I bet, I'm, I'm sure they can. Zelina is Latin. I feel like she'd be teaching him some moves, right? There's got to be. That's got to, you know. Yeah, they they probably do that in their spare time. They probably they're probably just at home, both of them, just you know, Dancing. popping and locking and whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know anyway. what? I did like this match better than the House of Black FTR match last week, and I don't know if that I think. Danny Garcia is probably a, a big reason into that. I think he meshed really well with FTR tonight. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, one of the notes that I did write down, Danny Garcia is hot tag in this one. First off, I loved the little move where Dax is like, oh, nope, see a bitch, and goes like right between the legs and then uh, tags Danny in. His hot tag was great. He was on fire. He was showing a lot of uh, um, just... I don't even know what the word I'm trying to, he was just he on was, fire. He, he had a lot of energy. He, he was in there. Yeah. Lit, hot tag <laughs> to, to a T. All right. Just lived up to the name of it. Um, he continues. He's always been good. Like technically he's always been good, but he continues to tell stories better in his matches like his in ring performances as far as a storytelling standpoint as far as you just again going back to what he did in the continental classic with you know just showing in that last match how badly he wanted it just to to get a win and what he sells and tells the stories on his face it he's getting so much better at that at the 
sports entertainment aspect of putting on a match instead of just, hey, you do a move, now I do a move. Uh, Danny was spectacular uh, in this match. I actually really love the finish of this as well because, yes, we did see the tag match last week, and they had the callback to it. They did the exact same spot finish as a falsy this time around where you thought Dax was going to pin Buddy Matthews again, but this time Buddy was actually able to uh, kick out of it and ultimately Dax gets hit with the back spinning heel kick from Malachi. Then he gets a curb stomp and oh my goodness, Buddy Matthews actually wins a match. I, I'm good for him on that one. The man I feel bad about is, is Daddy Magic. He caught all the strays. Like that man did nothing. That I man feel, did absolutely nothing. I feel so bad because I, it was 15 minutes into this match and I hear a voice on commentary and I'm like, who is that? And then, oh my God, it's Daddy Magic. I didn't realize that he was on commentary. I felt so bad. I I think it's just like so customary now that he's going to be on commentary for Danny's matches. Like they don't even really draw attention to it. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like, oh yeah, he's here. Yeah, he's on the booth now. It's a four-man booth for this match. Which I definitely think it adds to the story, right? Because you see him there. He's there to help Danny. Uh, We still don't know what's happening with 2.0 right now. We see that uh, Angelo is in basically a storyline with the outcast and, and Ruby. Yeah. So, so what is daddy magic doing? And when he was in that ring at the end of the match, I was like, Oh no, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he got his butt whoop, but thankfully DC FTR makes the save with the, uh, with the steel chairs. And then um, they gave a three man shatter machine to Brody. Uh, that the, there were a cut. There were two. There were two of those that they did, not that specifically, but there was also a uh, a three man combo that they did on him with the the pile driver. The pile driver was not as successful with with Danny, and I think it was Cash trying to hold that big man up so Dax could come off the top rope. The pile driver it didn't look great, but I applaud the innovation that they did on that. Again, like you said, I still think that those three guys would be the first time they've tagged together. They did work really well tonight. They really did. And I mean, main event worthy, honestly, I, the only thing that match that I probably would have put besides this one, if this wasn't, wasn't the main event would have been, um, hangman, hangman and Willie Mac that would have made, uh, also a good main event, but yeah, good show. Uh, we got a super chat from, uh, the kid six, four, six, seven. Thank you so much. This was my first live AEW show. I was so glad I got to see that House of Black FTR match in person. I bet. I bet. That was that was a barn burner for sure. And I'm I hope you enjoyed or got to enjoy the literal street fight <laughs> that we got to open up oh my God. Battle of the Belts. The literal street fight. Like I love the fact that this opened up outside. And I kind of had no clue what was going on because it ended collision and then started. It was like they did the whole thing where they had to stop the show and then start the show. And we literally missed like two seconds. It's like we come right back and, you know, here's the lower third and boom, we're off and battle of the belts are gone. I never heard a bell, but they just, you know, said, hey, hey, uh, I guess the word this match is underway. And I'm like, oh, we started. This is it. This is the street fight. We're going. And then, yeah, it started off hot, right? So we had the tag team titles on the line. It was Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara trying to beat Big Bill and Ricky Starks and capture those championships. Jericho is getting his ass whooped 
to start this match. He is getting hit with trash can lids and caution signs and saw horses and road signs. He got tossed into a road truck. Uh, he got choke slammed onto the this dirt median. Uh, like he got hit with every damn thing that you could find. Like if you walk past the production truck into an event and you see the kit, like the only thing he didn't get hit with is like, he didn't get choked out with a cable. Like, and I'm probably sure they were probably afraid they big bill would rip their asses off the air. If he did that. So this was absolute carnage. And then we get Sammy with the spot of the match, honestly, with the golf cart callback from where he got his head bashed in by uh, it, Kenny Omega was driving it. I believe uh, in stadium stampede. He comes out and he hits both Bill and Ricky Starks with the damn golf cart. I loved it. I I, I laughed so hard at that spot already. I'm I, glad I, I'm glad you did because I didn't care for it. I'm like, we've seen this. I think this is the third time that we've seen this. The first time, of course, iconic, can't be beat. So yeah. I, he's done it another time. So I'm like, all right, this is gonna get old. Like, come on, guys. We gotta think of, of new spots, please. Like, th but there was just something about the fact it was like they had no idea where he was. And then all of a sudden in a dark alley, the headlights get turned on. And the only thing that I hated about it, right? Like the only thing I hated about it is like literally big bill and Ricky stars just watched the cart come at them. Yeah. And didn't move. Like literally you have all of outside to move. <laughs> Yeah, and Every, least, you could have just moved two inches to your right and to your left, and you would have missed that thing. The past times that they've done it, of course, people have run in front of the cart until it hit them, right? Right. And this time, when it hit Ricky, it almost seems like even Ricky got hurt. So I was just like, eh, we could have avoided that spot altogether, but it's fine. What I, I, I call it the Austin Powers spot. Have you ever have you seen Austin Powers? Austin Powers. Yeah, the Austin Power spot where the guy's just screaming as uh, Austin is coming at him with the uh, the steamroller <laughs> at like uh, a mile and a half per hour, and it finally just rolls him over. Yeah, it's 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 the Austin Power spot. Like you, it's a golf cart, guys. That thing goes maybe six miles an hour. You could have got out of the way of that thing, but whatever. Um, whatever. I, I thought it was funny because I was very confused. I immediately, because Tony Schiavone's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to something, you know, so, so something's in my ear. And I'm like, what is happening? And they cut to outside and I see Sammy Guerrero fighting. And I'm like, who is he fighting? Are he, is he fighting security? And then I'm like, oh my God, it's Ricky Starks. Like, <laughs> we're starting the match. I also didn't hear a bell. I was very confused. And the fact that they were by all the, the TV trucks, I'm like, please don't break anything. That's so expensive. And right. all the restaurants across the street and, and the stores. And I'm like, oh my God could you imagine sitting like eating a sandwich or whatever that was across the street and you're just watching four grown men beat each other up big bill had a bag of bricks okay it yeah he threw a brick through a car window like they're lucky nobody called the cops on their ass like yeah unless they knew it was a show like maybe they made some kind of an announcement or there were cops around and they were like hey it's a show and they blocked off streets just to make sure hey nobody actually got hit by a car big bill hit a car he got he got suplexed on top of a car <laughs> who was it it was Rhett. it was Rhett titus's car and Rhett's bitching at jericho that they just threw this seven foot monster through the, through his front windshield and jericho it's like yeah sorry about that here's a judas effect for you like dude like what you just busted up his car. It's wild. and you're gonna knock his lights out. 
You should be sued. Exactly. And it's caught on tape. So <laughs> we we got at least 400,000 witnesses who saw everything go down, at least. But honestly, at this point, I stopped taking notes because there was so much that was going on. Like they ended up. And the, they ended up in catering and Big Bill's getting covered in mustard. And like there was a, a, a second there where there was a double stack table. And I'm like, oh, God, please tell me somebody's going through that. But that didn't happen. And then they're pulling out the fire extinguisher before you know it. They're fighting their way into the arena. And then it, you know, they're, they're fighting on top of this giant speaker, Jericho and Big Bill are. And then the outside interference happens. We get uh, Takeshna who shows up with a, um, kendo stick he knocks jericho and then bill power bombs him off the top of this giant speaker through a table that looked absolutely gnarly except and i get it crap happens jericho's feet were on top of bill the referee should have counted the three if if all things were fair right like the jericho had him pinned for like two minutes <laughs> he didn't move either one of them so at that point, I knew that I knew that Jericho and uh, Sammy weren't going to win. I was not expecting Sammy to climb to the top of the frickin' light trellis about 25 feet in the air to do a dead body senton on top of Ricky. That I was not expecting. I could not have been the only person as he's doing his loco thing to go, Dude, you got a newborn at home. What the hell is you doing? That is such a dad thing for me to say, by the way. That is such a dad thing for me to say. Like, I don't even like driving in the rain because I'm like, nah, you don't know what's going to happen in life. You don't know. I, I got, I, I need to be home. Like, absolutely insane spot. You had powerhouse Hobbs who pulls Ricky out of the way. Although I think Ricky was actually moving beforehand because he wasn't taking no damn chances with that. Um, That looked like it hurt a lot. Sammy did not move after that. He's still breathing. I checked. Uh, and then uh, Ricky rolls on top to get the one, two, three. So the right guys won. I, I think Bill and, and Ricky needed to hang on to the tag team titles for sure. But this was absolute insanity. Yes, as uh, Big Bear says, I forgot about the copier spot as well. That was pretty funny. But <laughs> this, this was just madness. This, this was absolutely madness. It was complete chaos. Complete chaos tonight. And... Sammy Guevara literally ran up a wall. <laughs> he ran up a wall tonight. And Ricky using a plunger on Jericho's face, that was iconic. Iconic stuff. And I I actually wrote a note on that that I can't read on the air. I'll oh, tell you I'll yeah. tell you out there cuz it it looked it looked I'll just say it looked bad. It looked bad. So that I was like, they're giving the people what they want, right? Because, you know, we've we've heard about the the Jericho. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Swiffer was also iconic. I, but I, I yelled at the t TV. I was like, not the Swiffer. Swiffer Come on. Swiffers are expensive. Like, and they had the little Swiffer pads there, too. And I said, no, please use anything but the Swiffer. And of all things that have ever been said on this show, I never, I didn't have that one on my bingo card. Not the Swiffer. Not the Swiffer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was clutching my pearls, okay? I said, please, we cannot do that. Um, but to catch the coming out and hitting Jericho with the Kendall stick, I was surprised by that. Great surprise. I love Takeshita. Glad that he's still feuding, you know, with, with Jericho. And it made sense because Don Callis family, Don Callis hates Jericho, whatever. Yes. Um, 
Hobbs then moving Ricky out of the way insane because Sammy Guevara definitely went to the school of Jeff Hardy. I just had immediately flashbacks to Jeff Hardy jumping down onto Randy Orton. Do you remember that? Yeah. Insane. I really thought that Randy Orton had died that night and Sammy just hitting the platform. My heart was like, please, sir, will you, we, we paid you the money already. Like you don't have to do this. The people are at the show. They paid their money already. Um, really, really crazy stuff. But I mean, that man did that bump on a Saturday night in January, like on yeah. Battle of the Belts nine, like <sighs> insane. Oh, and we also didn't uh, bring this up, but Lexi Nair during Collision, she talked to Sammy Guevara and to oh, Chris. And she was like, oh, Sammy, you have experience here. You're the only one who's ever won a title in Battle of the Belts, which I think we have to address this. Like, <laughs> totally makes Battle of the Belts predictable, right? Uh, look, we being as nice as I can, there have been some bad Battle of the Belt shows. Okay, <laughs> like I didn't even watch like the last two because I had no faith that they were going to be good. All right. Like. <laughs> No shade to the show, but I can I cannot tell you a single match that has ever happened in Battle of the Belts. Not a single one. I mean, my memory's bad. <laughs> anyway, I don't even remember which which belt Sammy won, who he won it off of. Don't remember. <sighs> well, it would have had to have been. He's only won the TNT title, right? Yeah. Okay. So then who was the? I don't remember who's champ. I mean, he beat Cody like four times for that damn title, so it was probably him beating Cody. No. And it was probably the first damn battle of the belts. Oh, Jesus. I'll have to look that up. Somebody in the chat looked that up because my internet's being slow and I don't want to open up another window. But regardless, this was a fun match. Um, yeah, it was absolute insanity. I can't believe some of the stuff that we saw, uh, including Jericho getting a plunger shoved down his. Jesus. All right. Yeah. The, the, whole, the whole thing just looked bad. Uh, but it, it was a it was a really good match the crowd was absolutely hot for it and that put anna jay and julia in a really really tough spot i thought they delivered uh these two again i didn't have a whole lot of notes here because i'm just sitting here and i'm watching this i thought it was a really nice story that they told with anna's shoulder being messed up uh and you know they they definitely gave the belief here iridian that if Anna Jace was just a little bit healthier, the the outcome of this match might have been completely, completely different. But you see these two, they know each other so well, they work well with one another. And I'm pretty sure after Anna tapped out, I'm pretty sure I saw her say something to the effects of, you know, good match or, you know, one of those things where it was like, hell yeah, we just kicked some ass. Like they knew how well they did tonight. And this is one of those ones where I want to see a year from now because these two are going to be even better a year from now. Like I've been impressed with Anna J from the early onset. Like she was one of those ones where it was like, Holy crap. She's picked this up so quickly. And Julia has progressed so much over the last year and they just continue to grow. Like, yeah, I, I props to them. I enjoyed this one a lot. Yeah. I I'm right there with you. I thought this match was fantastic. Props to the girls because they are so young. Literally five years from now, I can only imagine how great they're going to be because 
they're going to be great, right? They're good right now, but just a few more years. Oh my God. It's going to be Dustin so Rhodes great. has been wrestling 15 years longer than they've been alive. Like <laughs> insane. In <laughs> <laughs> but man I, i'm glad that anna's getting her push and yeah like you said they kind of gave us the idea that hey if she was at 100 percent, this would be different because she was really holding her own tonight with um with julia even with her injury and i do like that you know they showed how she earned her opportunity which was in a triple threat match she beat sky blue she tapped her out and julia and her playing along with with them being friends in this storyline or in real life too it's really shows in the ring that they're really confident with each other and they're not holding back. So everything just, it looks good. And yeah, I can't wait to see this one in the future, but you know, I didn't think that Anna J was beating um, Julia tonight. No, I, 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 the only match that I thought that there was actually a chance that there would be a title change was the tag team title match. Uh, that that was the the only one, and I honestly, if it was Jericho and Omega, maybe they would have uh switched switched the titles on. So I did not expect Preston Vance uh to win in our uh, final matchup tonight. Honestly, I'm really surprised that the street fight didn't close the show. Yeah, and I wonder if it was because they wanted to just keep that like keep the show hot coming after right that main event and if yeah. you maybe if you have the hot open yeah so if you would have started with like Preston Vance and Orange then it kind of would have gone down so this you kind of got like a strong start you got a good middle and now you know you're going to get a good end so that's what I'm thinking but I I mean it's it's the main event you should have ended with the street fight it was literally so crazy yeah uh they did you know kind of set the stage for Orange Cassidy and and Roderick Strong at the end of it with you know, Orange just stepping up to United Kingdom and holding up the title, say, you want some, come get some, which I appreciate because that's going to set up a match. Maybe that happens on Wednesday. Maybe that happens at uh, AEW Revolution. Plenty of time to to get to that. You can continue to build with that. But uh, the main event tonight, Orange Cassidy, Preston Vance. I like Preston Vance so much. Just like um, Anna Jay, he's somebody that I want to see more of. And as a matter of fact, Preston Vance is, is somebody that I want to see like answer like a cope open challenge like this is a guy that i think is uh ready to advance up the card maybe you know we talked about i think lee moriarty is also one of those guys who's ready to advance up the card but he he's a guy who like, you just look at him in this match against orange cassidy tonight right out of the gate he hits that big discus closed line this was a sprint from the get-go he's very very impressive he's very very believable um yeah, I didn't think he was going to win tonight, and he didn't win tonight. But that's that's no knock on him. I thought this this is one of those matches where he can build momentum, even though he lost. Yeah, and you and I talked about this before before we started the pre-show a little bit about how you know Preston and and being in the faction, like you can still get pushed. Like I would hope that AEW in the future, like yeah, you can have all these factions, but you can push people individually to make that group stronger, right? You know, we we're fans of, of Preston Vance, and I would hope that in the future, 
that he's starting to get more opportunities. You know, we talked about Anna Jay and how, you know, she was in the dark order and now we're starting to see this push, but why did yeah. it take so long? Right. Um, and Preston Vance too, you know, him being with Senor Rouge and, and with uh, Jose, the assistant, like you can give these guys a push and still give them good storylines. He held his own against Orange Cassidy tonight. So I'm hoping that we get to see more of him, but undisputed kingdom being ringside, really threw a wrench in this match for me. <laughs> like, I, I don't think they needed to be there. I think they could have still come out at the end and it maybe would have made more of an impact, but that's just me. And Roddy going after Orange now, to me is a little confusing because like, aren't the other people in your faction in Ring of Honor and now you want to be on an AEW? Like, what what's going to be that, um, that move going forward? If half of you are on Ring of Honor and half of you are here in in AEW like I'm that's just confusing for me yeah and look I think this is all a product it the same like everything you brought up it, it it's it's all a product of the roster is huge mm. like the roster is genuinely huge it it's like it's ridiculous like he it, it's like Tony uses the ring of honor championships mm -hmm. to give other people a rub because all of the AEW titles are tied up with other people. Yeah. Like it's like you, he doesn't want to park these people on the bench. So he gives them the, he like, obviously the, the ring of honor tag team titles were tied up in the AEW world title, Adam Cole picture for literally months. And yes, it made sense to put them on the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So the way they did it, everything, all that ended up working, but yeah, you're going to have half the group there. But the reason why, Roddy's going after the international championship is because that's what Adam Cole told him to do. Adam <laughs> Cole said, Hey, you're going to go after the international title. And he's like, all right, cool. Let's go. And he told Wardlow, you're going to go after the AEW world title. And then after you win it, you're going to give it to me. And he's like, fuck you. But you know what? <laughs> yeah, sure, buddy. Let's go. So we'll see how that dynamic works. But what that's, I that's have the decree. That's the decree. He's going after the international championship. So that's I, so I didn't mind them there. Yeah, I that's so messy. I have someone else in mind who I want to be um, international champ, but it doesn't look like it's going to go that way anytime soon. So, boo. Who, who, who are you talking about? I really like I'm hoping for bigger things for Takeshita. Like, uh, I think that is a fantastic talent. He's being featured more. But like, what are we doing? Like, Roddy? <laughs> no shade to Roddy. No shade to Roddy because I love Roderick Strong. But man... There's so many missed opportunities, but you know what? The year just started, so I'm hopeful. Yeah. Um. I don't know. There, there's one thing with Roddy that I just like. I was kind of hoping now that the mind games and messing around with MJF and all that stuff is over with, right? Like him playing that dork where he's screaming everybody's first name, like unless he's just doing it to be a douche now which he should sell that more, like just come in there and give a big old smile. Like, yeah, I know you hate that. That's why I did it. Like he should stop doing that now. Like it, it's like Adam Cole's been unveiled as the devil. These are guys who literally assaulted people like charges should be filed, assaulted people. Like, I don't know. It, it, that's just me. It just doesn't seem like it meshes well, but again, unless he's just 
openly being a douche about things and that's the way he wants to approach it then yeah fine with it but people love it and he it gets him over so i understand why he's going to keep doing it as well uh by the way dylan matthews in the chat coming up big here the only battle of the belt title change was sammy guevara beating scorpio sky uh for the tnt title at battle of the belts 2 which was april of 2022 so the fact also here iridian that we have had the second battle of the belts was april of 22 it is January of 24, and we have already had seven more of these. Against our will. <laughs> we don't. Uh, oh my God. Well, tonight was the best one. Tonight was the best one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> tonight was the best one. This is great. Tonight we'll was great. More of these. More of this. We'll probably remember these coming up because we'll be like, oh, my God. Remember that street fight? That street fight was wild, you know? So. Uh, I'm, we'll I'm just begging you though, like TK, the next one, Battle of Belts 10, shock us. Everybody loses. All the champs lose. Oh my God. All of them. It needs All to of them. be so drastic. There needs to be interferences. I want to see WrestleMania entrances. Like these are champions, right? I need to see champion against champion. Give me something. Have that be the night that, uh, excuse me, Adam Copeland beats Christian for the TNT Championship and actually holds it. I said what I said. That, that's a good idea. That's it's gonna, it's gonna happen at revolution though. Like, let's be honest. It's, <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna happen at revolution. Though. All right, Iridian, what do you what do you got going on? Where where can people find yourself? You guys can head over to Rest Friends on YouTube. That's W-R-E-S-T Friends. It's our YouTube channel. Uh, we literally just released a podcast on Friday, so make sure you check that out. I have all of my blogs, my interviews on there, and you can follow me at Iridian underscore Fiero on all of my social media. That's X, Twitter. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, I'm all there. And of course, every Saturday you can find me, Rick and Cresta, or sometimes just us two, sometimes just me and Cresta on the Collision Post show. We're Rick, busy. We're we busy, guys. We're, we're very busy. You, you see all the places that I work at, you know, right here in addition to this one. Again, I, I'm not that guy. Like, I don't know why that's all listed there. I need to fix that. I, I think I did it for something and it's just still there. So anyway, I work at all those places. So there you go. Um, definitely, though, uh, make sure you check out SBNationCageSideSeats.com. Uh, that's my pinned tweet. Uh, I talked to Bailey this week, which was a hell of a way to kick off 2024. Uh, and that uh, conversation is up there. Uh, like I said, in my pinned tweet, I thought the story came out really, really well. Uh, so make sure to check that out. Follow me at Rick Uccino as well. I'm there on threads and Instagram as well. Don't use those apps as much as I do Twitter. Uh, and yes, I still call it Twitter. Uh, it's just a personal preference. I'm not calling it X. I'm never going to call it X. Never calling it X. Thank you guys so much uh, for hopping in on the chat. Thank you for your super chats. Thank you for your humper chats. Thank you to our excellent moderator, Drew. We had an easy night tonight. We will be back next week. Two-hour show next week. Yes. So excited. <laughs> we'll be back at 10-10. 10-10. None of this. Oh, my God. It's 12-17. I'm going to oh, bed. Lord. See you guys. Nice. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your weekend. <laughs>